Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, our new reporting on what former President Trump alleges the FBI took from his Mar-a-Lago home during the search after the Department of Justice asked a judge to keep the warrant affidavit sealed. What we're learning about the Trump investigation. CBS's Nicole Killian with the latest as Rudy Giuliani is told he's the target of a separate election probe. Plus, the FBI on alert. CBS's Jeff Begay is on the warning tonight after social media lights up with threats of a civil war. The fall of Kabul. One year since the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan, CBS's Imtiaz Tayyab is there, speaking with a father who lost his sons after clinging to an American military plane. Take us back to one year ago. Back to school. As kids in one of the country's largest school districts return to the classroom today, there's a nationwide teacher shortage. CBS's Manuel Bohorkas reports on how some schools are filling the void. We have over 150 vacancies even today, but we are working to cover every class. And a big league dream comes true. I'm going, Mama. I'm going, Mama. I promise. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and good to see you. Thank you for joining us as we start a new week together. Tonight as we come on the air, the Justice Department is asking a judge to not to release the affidavit that contains key details about why the FBI searched former President Trump's Florida mansion last week. 
The DOJ says releasing that document would be detrimental to the, quote, integrity of the investigation. This comes as members of Congress from both parties today are demanding more details and are asking the director of national intelligence for a damage assessment following reports that documents labeled top secret were found at Mar-a-Lago. The former president is defiant tonight, calling the search an assault and accusing the FBI of taking three of his passports. Well, tonight, a source tells CBS News it is possible they were swept up in the search, and if so, they would be returned. CBS's Nicole Killian will start us off from Capitol Hill. And, Nicole, we're learning more about what investigators want with those documents. Good evening to you, Nora. Law enforcement officials confirmed to CBS News that as investigators search through those boxes of documents seized from Mar-a-Lago, they are trying to determine who had access to those documents and their origin. Today, former President Trump said FBI agents told his team during the search, turn off the camera and that the FBI could take anything they want. My people were asked to stand outside. Law enforcement sources tell CBS News some of the documents taken in the search may be so sensitive they can only be read in a secure location with tight controls and in many cases can only be declassified by the agency where they originated. Whenever I and fellow members of the Intelligence Committee have viewed these types of documents, there are literally people standing over our shoulders. So how do you think they could get out? You know, Donald Trump was the president of the United States. Congressman Raja Krishnamurthy sits on the House Intelligence and Oversight Committees, which demanded an immediate review and damage assessment. We just want to protect the national security. CBS News has learned a Trump lawyer submitted a written declaration that all classified materials had been turned over back in June until investigators realized there were more, removing 11 sets of documents last week. House Judiciary Republicans fired off letters to the Biden administration today, urging them to save their records about the search warrant, while others in the GOP stressed caution. I've encouraged all of my colleagues on the left and the right uh, to reserve judgment and not get ahead of yourself. Tonight, the Justice Department says that it will oppose the unsealing of a, an affidavit that is related to the search warrant that was issued in order to protect witnesses who have come forward and not to deter others from testifying. Nora? Interesting. And Nicole, an update on that other big development today involving the former president's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. What do we know? Well, this is a completely separate case, but prosecutors say that Rudy Giuliani is now the target of a wide-ranging criminal investigation into attempts by the former president and his allies to overturn the 2020 election in Georgia. The former New York City mayor is scheduled to testify before a special grand jury Wednesday. Nora? Nicole, thank you. Well, tonight, FBI headquarters here in Washington and field offices across the country are on high alert after an uptick of threats online against the law enforcement agency. And it comes after news today that a Pennsylvania man was arrested after posting online threats to kill FBI agents. CBS's Jeff Begays has the new information. After the search in Mar-a-Lago, prosecutors say Adam B's threats against law enforcement accelerated. While posting on Gab, the far-right social media site, Bees warned FBI employees, you've declared war on us and now it's open season on you. He's been charged with one count of threatening law enforcement. Federal, state, and local law enforcement are not taking any chances as more security barricades are going up. 
the Joint Intelligence Bulletin issued Friday, contains ominous warnings about potential threats against federal officials and facilities, including a threat to place a so-called dirty bomb in front of FBI headquarters, and notes that there are online calls for civil war and armed rebellion, themes which are now flooding social media. I've seen what happened to Trump. Yeah, it's go time. Investigators say last week's search of the former president's residence and Mr. Trump's statement confirming the FBI operation is fueling some of the anger. The former president's use of the words under siege, raided, and occupied have been analyzed for their impact. Last week, an armed man tried to breach the FBI field office in Cincinnati before being shot and killed in a shootout with police. That, Tom uh, Warwick is a former counterterrorism official in the Department of Homeland Security. The warning is to put uh, state and local law enforcement on notice that there could be acts of violence uh, anywhere in the country. It has already been a difficult year for police, according to the National Fraternal Order of Police. Since the beginning of the year, 210 officers have been shot in the line of duty as of the end of July. That is a 14% increase over the same period last year. Nora. That's why so many Republicans are warning their colleagues not to turn up the heat in a way that could be dangerous. Jeff Begays, thank you. Well, now to one of the most closely watched primaries this election season, and that's in the ruby red state of Wyoming. Republican Congresswoman Liz Cheney has become one of former President Donald Trump's loudest critics, gaining national attention for her role as vice chair of the congressional probe into the January 6th riot. CBS's Robert Costa is in Jackson, Wyoming for us tonight. And Robert, so is Liz Cheney going to lose her seat in Congress? Good evening, Nora. Polling shows the Congresswoman trailing her Trump-backed challenger, Harriet Hageman, by about 30 points. In the final days, Cheney has been encouraging Democrats to switch parties and give her a shot, but it will be very tough. And if Cheney is defeated, she would be the eighth of 10 House Republicans who voted for the former president's impeachment to be exiting Congress. And, and Robert, I took a look at her campaign finances today. She's raised nearly $14 million and still has $7.5 cash on hand. What does that mean for Liz Cheney's future? Nora, it shows she has a strong fundraising base for a national campaign. And Cheney has not ruled out a potential 2024 presidential bid. But in the meantime, on Tuesday night, she is planning to deliver a major speech warning that Trump is a threat to American democracy. Nora. Robert Costa in Wyoming for us tonight. Thank you. Let's turn now overseas to Afghanistan, where today marks one year since the Taliban's takeover of Kabul. The country is in the midst of a humanitarian crisis as billions of dollars in Afghan assets remain frozen by the U.S. CBS Zimtia's Tayeb reports from Kabul. For the Taliban, celebrations in the streets of Kabul, just yards from the now abandoned U.S. Embassy. Supporters and fighters waved flags and chanted God is great, even as the country slips deeper into poverty, hunger and despair. Make no mistake, this is a nation that remains internationally isolated, with not a single country recognizing the Taliban government. One year ago, the streets of Kabul were full of fear as the Taliban rolled in and the U.S.-backed government fled. 
Thousands of Afghans stormed the international airport in their own desperate attempt to flee the country, some even clinging to a moving U.S. military aircraft as it rose into the sky, falling to their deaths. It's an anguish Zakir Razai and his family live with to this day. His 17-year-old son Zabi was found among the dead, while his 19-year-old son Zaki hasn't been seen or heard from since. The only memories I have are that my son's body was mangled and torn to pieces, he says. It's one year that I've been searching for my other son. For women and girls, the past year has also seen many of their hard-earned rights taken away from them. In a rare protest this week, around 40 brave women took to the streets of Kabul to demand a better future, but were instead met with bullets as Taliban security forces fired live rounds into the air to disperse them. Akif Mahajar speaks for the newly reformed Ministry of Vice and Virtue, which is behind many of the decrees against women. Can you at least see why people look at your government, look at your ministry with suspicion, particularly on this specific issue of women? No, he says. We don't listen to the world as far as our Islamic law prescribes. We will not yield to the world's unwarranted pressures. As the Taliban celebrates, over half of Afghanistan doesn't have enough food to eat tonight. And with aid only trickling in, life for many Afghans is only likely to get harder. Nora. MTS Tayyab in Kabul, thank you. Well, tonight, Iran's government said it had nothing to do with the attack on author Salman Rushdie, instead blaming the author himself. Well, a spokesperson for the U.S. State Department called that despicable. Rushdie was stabbed repeatedly on Friday, suffering liver damage, and he could lose an eye. Rushdie's son said the family was extremely relieved after he was taken off the ventilator and was able to say a few words. The suspect has pleaded not guilty. Turning now to an unexpected battleground in the fight over abortion rights, access to medications needed for other illnesses. One common drug used by more than a million patients for arthritis and even cancer has become harder to get. CBS's Janet Shamlan goes in-depth to report on the impact for patients. Nora Wise is living with a rare autoimmune bone disease that causes pain in her ribs. It felt like I didn't want to breathe. It just felt like needles. The 10-year-old Indiana girl struggled before her mom found treatment. We started the methotrexate. It took about two weeks, and she said she wasn't in pain anymore. Methotrexate is often used to treat rheumatoid arthritis and Crohn's disease, even cancer. But it can also be used to terminate non-viable pregnancies. Now pharmacies in some states have made methotrexate harder to get, regardless of what it's being prescribed for. As soon as I started hearing about women in other states having this issue, I started asking the question, is this going to be a problem? It was a problem for Annie England Noblin. She takes the drug for rheumatoid arthritis in Missouri, a state now banning almost all abortions. She says her pharmacist wouldn't fill it until confirming it wasn't for an abortion. When you heard that, what did you think? It was immediate anger. In Austin, OBGYN Dr. John Thopel says he's prescribed methotrexate about 10 times over the last year for non-viable pregnancies. Some women, he says, are now reporting trouble getting it from pharmacists who fear prosecution over aiding a Texas abortion. This is a wild world of, you know, of concern because people are individually interpreting laws and women are definitely going to get hurt. Back in Indiana, Nora's mom says she can only hope there's no interruption 
because methotrexate is a game changer. She's felt so much better. She's being a kid. Navigating a new landscape for medication amid the battle over abortion. Janet Shamley in CBS News, Austin. Schools across the country are struggling to find enough teachers. We'll show you what some of them are doing to ease the crisis. That story in 60 seconds. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. As students return to the classrooms, school districts across the country are struggling to hire enough teachers. CBS's Manuel Bohorquez takes a look at the problem and some potential solutions. It was the first day of school in Los Angeles County, the nation's second largest district. But the national teacher shortage is affecting smaller systems too, like Espiritu to Charter Schools in Phoenix, Arizona. I think the long-term danger on this is we're kind of unprepared for this shortage. Could it get worse? I think we are probably at, at the peak of the problem. The charter system CEO, Armando Ruiz, says one temporary solution, recruiting teachers from abroad. A third of the teachers here are from other countries. That's nice. In Florida, school districts are also hiring foreign teachers. Manolin Narca from the Philippines is teaching chemistry at Osceola Public Schools through a cultural exchange program. I'm really very grateful for this opportunity given to me and to the rest of the teachers who are here in the U.S. Still, it's not meant to be a solution to the teacher shortage, or as some see it, the need to improve teacher salaries and working conditions to attract more candidates. One survey found that 72 percent of school districts nationwide did not have enough applicants to fill all their open teaching positions. Nationally, there are more than 280,000 fewer public school teachers than before the pandemic. We have over 150 vacancies even today. Deborah Pace is superintendent of Osceola Public Schools. We are working to cover every class. We're using many of our certified district-level staff who typically are supporting our classroom teachers to actually provide that solid classroom instruction. Florida is estimated to have 8,000 open teaching positions as the school year begins. A new law here would allow some military veterans who have served at least four years to fill teaching jobs, even if they don't have a bachelor's degree. Nora? A real crisis. Minnie Bohorquez, thank you. Up next, the investigation after a woman is apparently killed by an alligator in South Carolina. Details are just coming in tonight on what appears to be a deadly alligator attack in South Carolina. Late this morning, police were notified that a woman's body was found at the edge of a pond in Sun City. That's a gated community in Hilton Head. An alligator was spotted nearby. The victim has not been identified and state wildlife personnel are working to remove the gator. 
And then there's this sobering prediction tonight. America will get a lot hotter over the next three decades. The nonprofit First Street Foundation says by 2053, more than 100 million Americans will live in an extreme heat belt in the South and in a wide area stretching from Texas to the Wisconsin border. The heat index in those places could reach 125 degrees at least one day per year. Well, now to a major development in the accidental shooting death on the set of Alec Baldwin's movie, Rust. You may recall Baldwin insists he did not pull the trigger that killed cinematographer Hala Hutchins. But an FBI forensics report obtained by CBS News concludes the revolver used by Baldwin could not have been discharged without the trigger being pulled. Baldwin's lawyer is reportedly questioning the FBI report, saying that it is being misconstrued and noting the gun was in poor condition. Well, still ahead, important news for parents, why millions of baby swings and rockers are being recalled. Tonight, there is an urgent recall of more than 2 million infant swings and rockers made by four moms. It comes after a 10-month-old died of asphyxiation. The recall includes Mama Roo baby swings and Rockaroo baby rockers. The notice says restraint straps can hang down when not in use, and there's a danger that crawling babies can be strangled. All right, we'll be right back with a call 10 years in the making for one minor leaguer and his mom. Getting called up to the big leagues is the dream of every minor league ball player. Well, CBS's Jamie Ucas has one man's long journey. It's a real-life Cinderella story. Winton Bernard spent a decade mired in the minor leagues. What is it that keeps you going? Everybody around me, a good support system. It's just the belief in myself that I'm ultimately meant to do this. But when the 31-year-old finally got called up, he made the one call he'd waited a lifetime for. Mom, I'm going to the major leagues. <laughs> I'm going, Mama. I'm going, Mom. I promise. I promise, Mom. I'm going. And on Friday night, it happened. Bernard made his debut with the Colorado Rockies. Bernard's biggest fan, his mom Janet, made it to the game. Bernard made the most of his opportunity, a single, a stolen base, and a run scored. You can go through all, all of life and you just know, never know what's going to happen. So you chase your dreams, it doesn't matter how old you are or what you're doing. I love you so much. Thank you for everything, Mom. Thank you. Thank you for, thank you for supporting me. I couldn't do this without you. Sometimes you just have to keep believing in yourself. Jamie Ucas, CBS News, Los Angeles. That's a great way to end tonight's show. I'm Nora O'Donnell in the nation's capital. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey.
Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news, and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus.